0: Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you.
1: So you're in the middle of church planting, and it's time to start identifying the gaps. So one gap that you need to identify is how do you reach the unreached in your community, and how do you identify them in the process? So one thing about church planting, if I can say anything before I really let Jamie get turned loose, is the expectations, the hopes, the dreams, the vision that God's given you. And as you're reaching out in that and you're seeing the people get moved and stirred in the Holy Ghost and you see the power of God working and moving in their lives, what a true thrill it is to see the gifts that God have in people that come forward. And I know we've spoke about that before, but there's so many different times that and I love this is people will ask, Anthony what's it like being at a church plant or how many and I get this one all the time is how many people do you normally have at your service? And my answer is always the same. Well, sometimes we have eight, sometimes we have 48. I said there's no real good set number when you're doing it because you're a church plant. Mm-hmm. you know division yep. is moving forward, God's moving. But then when you see the people buy in and they see the vision, they get a hold of God's vision and you see them start moving and you see these gaps being filled. It truly is. I want, it is It is a wonderful thing. But the, the, the ability to identify the unreached in your community. And, you know, if we look at these communities, I heard a statistic yesterday that said that in Pulaski County, Kentucky, that's where we're sitting at this morning, right. that 80 percent Now, I felt this unbelievably hard to believe, but this was a great statistic that they throw out that 80% of the population of Pulaski County were unsaved. And I questioned it. I said, well, there's so many churches. You know, I thought to myself, and I looked at the young man that told me that, and he said, Anthony, he said, they might be going to church, but that don't mean that they have a relationship with the father. And I went, whoops. (laughs) So how do we do this, Jamie? How do we identify the unreached in our community, and how do we reach out to them?
0: Well, Aunt one of the things when you're, when you're thinking about church planting, and you ask, you know, the question you pose on this podcast today is, is the question of the hour in church planting. Amen. And <laughs> the easy thing to do, the easy thing to do is go with what you know, right? Uh, what is comfortable. Uh, transfer growth in a church plant it's the easiest kind of growth it's not really growth and yeah that's not growth but it's the easy way to feel put butts in seats yeah. is to promote you know my church is better this yeah. is new it's trendy this mm. is the new the new church in town our singing's better our preachings our marketing campaigns better but church planting is much 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 more than a marketing campaign amen and as we launch out and um it's really, I was doing some writing this morning, ironically, on this topic, and oh. it's, yeah, it's, it's really, uh, you know, I was I was something? writing about the Apostle Paul when he went to Corinth, um, that he was going to Corinth not to plant a church service, not to plant a Sunday meeting or a weekly meeting, but he went to make disciples, Yeah. and as he went to make disciples, the church just kind of happened as he was making disciples with Priscilla and Aquila, so... When when we launched out with the mindset of church planting in rural America, we're in the we're in smack dab at the middle of the Bible Belt here in Kentucky. Hmm, yep. um, there's a religious belt across Kentucky, and we're we're the buckle of that belt. Yeah, <laughs> a matter of fact here, and so it, it it presents the question, and I've been posed the question by friends of mine outside Kentucky: Why would you want to plant a church? amidst the bible belt everybody's air quotes saved everybody knows about jesus why would you want to do that And my response was it, it would there was a there's a church on every corner and I would say well is there yeah is there yeah. and so then it you know as as we set forth we we, we begin to learn and i want to share a little bit about how we learned that Ant. But we begin to learn there's a huge gap, and you alluded to one of the statistics here in Somerset, Kentucky, uh, that 70% of, the, of a county of 70,000 people do not attend a service on a Sunday or you know don't, don't profess to be a safe Christian. So then, I mean, that's a huge number of people yeah. of, that are unreached or unchurched. And so the first thing we, we do is we, is we thought, think about planting a church as planting a seed. The, under, the first thing we have to understand is we have to know the ground. Mm, We have to know the ground, uh, to understand the dynamic of the ground that we're going to. In let's look at this like a like you're you're sowing a garden, Mm -hmm. okay. The first thing I got to do as a gardener is I have to understand the. And Paul Paul actually shared this. He said, "I I I plant Apollos' waters, and God gives the increase." And so it's it's what what Paul is alluding to is this this. uh, almost like agricultural mindset of of church planting and, and discipleship, but it, I've got to know the history of the ground. I've got to understand what's going on in the ground. What's uh, what's went on in the past several years in the ground. I got to know uh, what weeds are in the ground. I got to understand that ground before I begin to plow the ground. Uh, and then I got to plow the ground before I begin to sow the ground, and I have to sow the ground before I begin to grow the ground. And so, the, so, so then the key is is really identifying the unreached. Now, I'm going to share Monticello, Kentucky, as an example, or Wayne County. Yeah, uh, there is a website, and 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 the website's called the 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 Associated. I want to make sure I get this right. It's the ARDA, and the ARDA stands for the Association of Religion Data Religion Data Archives. And there is a, t- a plethora of research available on that, on that website that you can dig into piles and piles and piles. If you're a data geek, you can geek out all day long on data on there to understand specifically what's the, what's the religious snapshot of your specific area. So here we looked at, uh, at Wayne County, and we, and we began to learn that um, 12,000 people in the county uh, are evangelical Protestants at least on their on their um, census, there are two hundred and forty two black Protestant, there are one thousand and ten mainline Protestant, one hundred and thirty four Catholic, one hundred and fifty eight other, and then seven thousand one hundred and twenty five completely unclaimed. Wow that they were bold enough about their non-affiliation mm-hmm. to put onto their census i don't I don't claim anything. That's something Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so that was the first, okay, that's the pond. That's, that's the, the amount of water that we have to, to, to fish from, right, mm-hmm. is that 7,100. Now, if some of the people transfer, ah, that's good and well, but, I, dude, we're not out for transfers. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that would be the first, the first uh, 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 core tile of that, that research. The next one is we begin to look at other data. And to understand the community, what, what is this community? We're knowing the ground. The next one was, let's look at what, what other, what's the socioeconomic conditions of the county? Well, we found out that Wayne County ranks 99 out of 3,007 3, counties in the U.S. for op- the opioid crisis. So there's a, wow. huge, a huge drug problem. Yeah. The next thing is is that, is that the hungry children, one in four children in Wayne County are deemed food insecure twenty five percent of kids that are sitting in classrooms in Wayne County are 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 likely to be food insecure
1: and this is right here in the United States of America. Yes, sir. that's what I'm saying that's crazy.
0: yep so as we begin to look at that that that, that really starts honing in then on on the the who yeah you know these are the people these are the ones that are, that are so then the question looms. Well, if these people are dealing with hunger and opioid crisis, they're obviously not, a, you know, not, not being attended to, but what, what programs are out there? What's, what's going on? So as we begin to know the ground, then we started going actually into the community, asking questions, meeting people. We learned about the Aspire Center, which is a community center where folks can come and receive uh, support and rent a gym and things like that. And we learned about there's one CR, one Celebrate Recovery on Thursday night, uh, that's uh, you know mildly attended, but only that you're ranked 99 in the nation yeah. in opioid, and you got one little CR in your whole county. Yeah. And so then we start identifying these these. That the services provided are inadequate. They're doing the best they can, yeah. but they're inadequate to meet the need and the demand in the community. So then all of a sudden we start we start discovering our identity in this community. So, so you see the gap. So we've identified the gap. We see where
1: there's room for, for improvement, a, a way for us to go out. And as we're talking about this, as we discuss church planning, I like to call it disciple planning. Yes. I think that's better. That's better. Because <laughs> we know that the church is the body of Christ. But this disciple planning, so we see these gaps. We see a place where we can plug in and where <clears> we can <throat> plug into other people's lives as right. well. And now, how do we get the word out? How We identify. Now, what do we do?
0: Okay. That's a great... Uh, man, you, you're, you're, you're digging into this. This is good. So, so we can't walk into this county as as non-native, no. right? It's and, tough. And, 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 and <laughs> think and, about the times <clears throat> we've
1: been asked yet: Are you yeah.
0: guys from here? Mm-hmm. Are you from here? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It, 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 being an outsider is tough. It's tough, and so, so rolling in there because any any, especially rural church planting. Yeah. If you're planting in a rural area. They think that you have the mindset that you're coming in there to save the day. Oh yeah, that you're the you're the big city kid coming <laughs> in here to save the day. Yep. And they, and I remember as a kid, you know, being raised up in rural Appalachia, and um, mission groups coming from like North Dakota, mm-hmm. m- you know, Minnesota, yep. from up in the you know even like the, the Northeast, yep. and they would come down to little podunk, uh, you know stand at Kentucky and yeah. and put a roof on a church or paint a church and they would come out to eat Dairy Queen and they looked at us like we were poor little Appalachian kids that didn't have anything.
1: That's right. But
0: we thought we had everything.
1: Oh, yeah. You That's know, right.
0: and so... So the, and, and I remember looking at them like they were judging me. As a little kid, I I, I would I felt in, I felt insignificant and felt like I was being belittled by a mission group and they probably didn't mean anything by the not way they were. All, right. they were. But they were but they they were taking pictures of us. <laughs> Look
1: at that poor little kid over there.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, mind you, I didn't have a shirt on. <laughs> Mud all over your face. I did no shoes on. I did not have shoes on. But I chose to wear that. <laughs> you I was, chose to do I was, that. I was going up and down the creek beds of Leslie County, and this is what I chose to do. But they would stop and take pictures of us and things like that. <laughs> and, and and you know, if they would have tried to share the gospel with me, I probably wouldn't have heard it. Yeah. And so I think that there, there's a good bit of, uh, there, there's the selfie Christianity that happens today, yeah. and church planting is, guys, we're notorious for it across the country with mm-hmm. church planting. It's it's Everything's about a selfie. Everything's about getting that, that thing. But let guys, me get my post. Let me get my post yeah. here. This is Instagram worthy. Yeah. And marketing, guys, is good. You have to get the word out, but... When you're moving into a new community and they can sense that you're taking pictures of them so you can exploit their insignificance or their 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 if you can if they think you're exploiting their suffering yeah then you've lost them absolutely they're gone yes and so so we don't know anybody we're an outsider how do we connect with these people in a respectful way that they can understand that we're not there just looking down on them yeah is well <clears throat> trust is hard to build Yes. But the very first thing to build trust is you have to have an ear. Yeah. It's you, so true. Common ground. Well, let me back up. First is common ground. So how do we get common ground? I want to get to the ear. But the first thing is common ground. Mm-hmm. So then we, we look and see who's, who's moving and shaking in the community. Who's moving and shaking? Who's doing things? And then we sit down and we talk to them. Yeah. What are the biggest needs in the community? Mm-hmm. What are, what, what are, what's your experience in ministry here? What's going on? And then you ask the, the, the million-dollar question, how can we help you? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when they can feel that you're investing in what they're doing and you're interested in what they're passionate about, yeah. and then, and then they start making introductions. Mm-hmm. They start making introductions, and then all of a sudden, as we begin to become involved in the community in ways that um, are meaningful, and, and then all of a sudden, you start building that trust. Yeah. And as you build trust then you can open your ear and ask them the question, the community. So how are you doing? How, you know, what's, what's, what's the biggest need here? And all of a sudden they start opening up little by little by little. But, but the first thing is common ground, partnerships, friends. 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 Friends, relatives, acquaintances, and neighbors, friends. you got to make friends. Once you identify that group, that, that target group that you're reaching into, now, now, mind you, we're reaching for everybody, but, Absolutely. but there's a lot of people, guys that, that they've been, they've been reached to death and, yeah. and, uh, they, you know, they're just, so what we're, we're talking about is the unreached. When you identify the unreached, you got to build trust and rapport with that group before yeah. you can, before you can get to them.
1: So there's a good saying, trust is earned in spoonfuls, but it's lost in bucketfuls. Oh, yes. There's so much truth that's in that. And, you know, When you start reaching out, you're going to come across those ones that you reach out to and say, you know, where's the gap? You know, how could we help? And they're still apprehensive of you. They look at you like, okay, what's what's their underlying motive? What are they after here? Are they here for the selfie? Are they here for the post? Why are they here? And you're going to have some that are just going to turn you off and they're like, "Mm, no. That's a fly-by-night. That's a fly-by-night little outfit that's going to pop up. And it's going to be there for just a little bit of time, and then it's going to be gone. Yep. I have heard that since we've been planted here. I've got one person that asks me all the time, mm-hmm. oh, are you guys still there? Are you guys still there? And my, I love my response. Man, we're there, and it's, it's better than ever. Man, we're seeing <laughs> lives changed. We're seeing lives transformed for God. We're seeing disciples made. Mm. Really? Well, I went by there the other day, and... I noticed you didn't have nothing on the front porch. I thought Jens had moved out. Like, really? (laughs) Really? Yep. Oh, my goodness gracious. Because they, and you know what? It's that mindset. They have the wrong mindset because, let's be honest, they're church to death. They're church to death, and they think that it, no, no matter what anybody does. And I've heard I've heard this said by people: it don't matter what you do, people ain't never going to change. You know what? We're not changing people; it's the Holy Spirit changing yes. people. But I, that's something that really that has really always got me. But so we identify the ground, we build trust inside of mm-hmm. these groups that we're able to reach out to. We show them love, yep, and we actually follow through with the things that we're saying. Right. To show our intent mm-hmm. and to show how we're loved, yep. then what do we do?
0: Okay, so I, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to step back a step and then step forward, too. Okay. okay. So in those relationships, I'm going to give some specific examples of ones that we built with community leaders. Mm-hmm. And Aunt, you sat at the table with every one of these folks. Yep. Um, the... the, uh, the the uh, uh, it's called Dad, the D- Development Action Against Drugs, wonderful in, in group. Wayne County. Wonderful, group. uh, you were at, at some meetings with them, man. All um, love, what a group! Yeah,
1: they are full of love, man. I, I sit down, I sit down with the husband and wife. Oh, my goodness, you talk about love. They didn't know me from nobody, but they just poured their heart out to me, yep. wanting to team with us, man, whatever we can do. And I tell you what, they were so awesome. What an awesome group! And you gave him an ear, yeah, absolutely. And they, you know what? In turn, they gave me one too. Yep, that's so awesome.
0: So the next group is the Lake Hills Oasis, yep. uh, Lake Cumberland Recovery. Yep. Those those two together. So a good a good majority of the folks that are attending our church right now yep. are because of the affiliation that's right. that we built here. We started going and preaching and speaking at CRs here to serve, and mm-hmm. then next thing you know, people were at that CR from Wayne County, and then mm-hmm. they're here. That's right The next group we met with was Operation Unite Which is a yep. Kentucky-wide uh, 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 group uh, there uh, A local church called The Gathering Yeah, that's and right And Gabe, Gabe Denny Gabe, that bunch. yeah yep. <clears throat> We met with the Cele- the Celebrate Recovery team there That were mm-hmm. already doing the work yep. And just needed somebody to come and support And give them love And you know, kind of a kind word and prayer yep. uh, Then you had uh, three people Roger, Martha Yep and then Susan. That's right. Roger, Martha, and Susan. Three so these jewels. Are, these are three jewels yeah. and Roger, and Martha don't attend. No. But they're they're supporters. They are. Big time. And and I'm not talking about supporters and financial supporters. No, 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 I'm talking no. about supporters mm-hmm. and if we got something going on, they're gonna put the word out there and Kingdom. all their friends. Yes, all Kingdom the people money. they know. Yes. Yes. So I think and that's that's the key. That's the key there. And then so the next thing, you know, as we as we do that, we have these friends and, and acquaintances, and getting the word out. The next thing is to put boots on streets. Yeah. Um, so, so the most uncomfortable part. Yeah. <laughs> we got for start, some of us, <laughs> we got to start serving. You have we to do. put hand to plow at yeah. some point. Yeah. And now that we understand the ground, yeah. and then we know the ground. Now it's time to put the plow in the ground, yeah. and and start actually connecting. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? What did we do? This is what we did do. We went to the park bench. Yep. We literally sat down on the park bench and yep. had conversations. That's true. We went yep. to the laundromat. We literally sat down on the bench of the laundromat. We shared. We took a, a meal, yep. you know, some little meals and, and some quarters and bought some laundry and yep. paid for some, you know. But this sat down and had conversations. Met some awesome <clears throat> folks. Yeah. Man. And then we're in the Save a Lot Shopping Center. That's where our church is. And so what what do we do? We who loves putting up buggies? Nobody does. That's why nobody does it. This is the uncomfortable so, part. So we start going out to folks, man, and while we're blasting music over at the church, worship music and and we're blasting that. We got a little team of people who are just kind of it's a little bit you know, you just kind of notice when somebody's getting their buggy next to the car, and you kind of ease over there. Hey, I can grab your buggy for you. And they're like, uh, you sure. And then, you know, by the way, we're going to have prayer at 1 o'clock here today or 2 o'clock, whatever the time was, and and love to pray for you. Is anything that we can, we can take back? And all of a sudden, they're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my 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 grandmother and my mom and I've, I've been seeing, you know, my my brother's lost, and next thing you know, they're crying and and yeah. and they're and and so you're you're building that trust and servanthood yeah. with no strings attached, right? Exactly. It's not like, hey, come over here at two o'clock and put a butt in a seat so we can count you. <laughs> <laughs> so that ain't not never it. been that way. Yeah. <clears throat> so we got a whole new family at the church. Okay, here's another example. We, there's a new family coming to our church, the Botox Ross family. And, 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 um, I said that name completely wrong. It's a Hispanic name, but I can't even say it yet. I'm just, I'm learning it. And so <laughs> it's Botax Raz, Raz, something like that. So I'm going to stop. I love you guys. If you're listening, I just, I'm learning your name, <laughs> but they, <laughs> they, we, we, we learned that there's there's food insecurity and there's yeah. there's other things in the in the community that we identify these gaps and so we put a table outside of the church, of, of the church and every service we have a table we have sometimes we have food sometimes we have free clothing sometimes mm-hmm. we have free whatever yeah. and we're just giving to the community you know take what you need it's free just come no strings attached right yeah. you don't even got to come to church yeah so this lady comes up and she, she grabbed something. And I hand her a, a little card that we prayed over. You know, the card says we prayed for you. Yep. And, um, she said, so when are you guys having services one o'clock today? She said, I'll be back. Yeah. And she comes back with her entire family. They've been yep. back. They've been there ever since. Yeah. Awesome you know? family, so man. Simple, simple. Yeah. Awesome family. And you know, I love,
1: I love that giveaway table. There's been so many times that I've been able to be there and people come up and they just begin to cry and weep. You don't know what this means to us. You don't know we needed this. We needed these clothes. We needed this food. You just don't know. And, you know, this isn't about a feather in our cap. No. This isn't about us putting the star up on the board or putting the check mark next to the box. No. This is about investing in lives. Yep. You know, and to help where, we're, where we where we can possibly help, it's the simplest thing. This the simple it's the simple things that you'll do in life for others when you're in that act of serving. A lot of times you don't even realize it that when you're in the moment you don't even realize it. But it's not about you or your gain. It's yep. about seeing the kingdom of God grow and seeing it bloom and blossom as we're getting ready to roll into mm-hmm. spring and to see. That life, just catch on fire for God, man. So the gap is there. No matter where you're at today, anybody that's listening, you know what? Pull up the website that Jamie was talking about earlier. Look at that website. Look where the gap is in your community. Look where the gap is where you can fill in, where you can step up. You know what? God's always looking for a willing vessel, a servant that he can send forth Be the Isaiah that says, Lord, here I am. Father, I may not have the biggest... I might not be the best speaker. I might not be the one that can have the most money. I don't have all this and all that. But, Father, the talent that I have, Father, you know this ground that I'm in, Father. You know the area. Father, use me for what you would have me to do, Father, Mm. where I can make an impact for your kingdom, to see lives changed, disciples made. That should be our goal. Yes. My goodness, it's not about us having a church of three or four hundred people. No. I would rather have a church of one or two that were on fire for God and were yeah. mission minded yeah. that would go out and to turn the world upside down Amen. for the Amen. glory of God.
0: Paul planted church after church after church. And and you can read through the book of Acts and see the trail of churches that he left in his, his path. Yep. But here's what he did. He never went into a community. He never went into a community and built a building, no. put up a, a sign, and said, come here. Yeah. Never. No. He never even planted a Sunday service. <laughs> what he did is he made disciples. He did. Intentionally. Yeah. He met people. He spent 18 months in Priscilla and Aquila's home, hmm. day after day, teaching them. They were new Christians. Yeah. Under persecution by Claudius in Rome. They, but, were but new, they were exiled. New they, movers. They were on fire. They were on fire. Yeah. And so, guys, it, what, what he did is he learned how to serve without any strings attached. <clears throat> if we can do that in our communities and they can see the genuineness of the why, the why is not for the selfie. Nope. The why is not for the seats being filled. Nope. The why is for the kingdom being advanced. And when they can know that you genuinely care, then you start getting trust. then all of a sudden you can start reaching into that gap and seeing what God does. Amen. When you start disappearing, then he starts prevailing. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, guys, uh, really enjoyed this conversation. Anthony, great topic today. Thanks for the question. And until next time, keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show, Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.